take it away. Okay. The big guy doesn't like cold soup. You can't give cold soup to ride. Back with another episode. Oh, no. <laughs> of what are we even doing? I love and that. And for long-time listeners of the show, what a great deep-layered callback mm-hmm. that was. I'm awesome. not going to lie. Yeah. Because, uh, let's open the curtain here. Yeah, absolutely. So, when you were going through, I asked you if you had an intro, because it is your technical, technically your episode. Sure. And you you asked me to say mine again, because it gave you an idea for one. Right. Um, I'm not going to lie, when I said we're lying back with another right. episode, I thought to myself, Ryback, and I almost said it, but I was like, no, we right. got to save that one. Right. So I'm so glad that you were yeah. able to use that one. On beat. I love and it. In tune. Guys, love we're kind we're not, we're breaking the format. Do we need to do the songs? Huh? Break, break, break the format. Break, oh, yeah, we break, do. Break the format. Day, bow, bow. Oh, yeah. Now, I don't uh, know what you're doing there. That's a, Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> now, I get that one. Ah! Now we're just doing, like, old... <laughs> radio intros or whatever just turn it up and rip the knob off uh, well you know I gotta favorite. do that's still my favorite I, you know I gotta do my favorite yeah you pay for your whole seat but you only need the edge woo truckosaurus bigfoot grave digger uh, <laughs> so <laughs> truckosaurus related or not related to luchasaurus uh truckosaurus fictional uh from the simpsons but mm. should be real um not related to Luchasaurus. He was very I would be real. more concerned if he was fictional and also somehow related <laughs> to Luchasaurus. Have I introduced you to my cousin Samwise Gamgees? Um, <laughs> I don't know why I went to Lord of the Rings. I don't even give a shit about the Lord of the Rings at all. Um, anyway, so guys, today we're going to give you something a little different. We're just going to talk about, and this is in air quotes, Name guys and yeah. working with name guys. Yeah, but uh, I what this voice is. I I I have nothing for the flyer. I have nothing for the undercard. I'd rather just Me skip neither. them. Let's just ring that bell. On uh, break the format episode days, we usually forego this the the undercard and or flyer because those great, we usually great. do those episodes along with. A, a episode just like we did today, right? Talking about wrestling, where we have the undercard and Correct. shoot interview section and yes, um, flyer oh. and all that such. So we usually don't do that. Although we always do the opening bell. Yep, got to. And uh, I know that you've never messed that up before. Of course not. It's that ridiculous. would be yeah, that'd be ridiculous to assume. I, I, I'd have to be a, a damaged simpleton <laughs> to, to make such a critical error. Um. Uh, mm-hmm. So, the idea for this kind of came from me because I was like, oh, yeah, I want to record another episode. I don't want to watch any more wrestling. Fair. Let's just discuss something. And I will preface this before we get into it by saying none of what I'm about to talk about is supposed to be some sort of brag. That's not my thing. I don't fucking do that. You're not talking about your close personal friend, Rob Van Dam? God damn, no. God, no. Oh, God, no. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> Take a second. But I am going to say, put on your steel toes. I'm dropping names. I'll, I'm telling some stories today. And this is in the interest of entertainment not being braggadocious. Correct. 
Um, mm. So the first thing I think I want to discuss is when you talk about, and, and a lot of this guy, by the way, guys, if you're listening to this as a fan, there's a good amount of shit today, and by that I mean damn near all of it, that's going to be a little inside baseball. Okay. <laughs> but it should be enjoyable for fans as well. And if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably somewhat of an educated fan. So, That's a, a fair assumption. Y- yeah, I, I, I don't think that just, you know, Roman Rules 55 has stumbled across this <laughs> uh, that, yet. How did you know that, yet. that that's my tag team partner's uh, Twitter? <laughs> it would surprise me, that fucking nerd. Uh, <laughs> so, anyways... Uh, when we talk about working with a name guy, one of the things I want to stress is that's a subjective term. Okay. Uh, there, there are there are guys who are objectively names, but there yeah. are a lot of guys that are subjectively names. Okay. And depending upon your level of knowledge, fandom, experience, that then can vary. So I want to keep yeah. that in mind as we, you know, go on through this. So I kind of want to. Th- I think I kind of want to get yours out of the way first because I think it'll be a fun, fresh yeah, experience. It's so. Please ask me questions because I don't know how to direct a conversation about this. Sure, absolutely. Uh, so not that long ago, you had your what we all pretty much called like, oh man, this is Braden's first time working with a a name. Yeah, six man tag match against ECW legend, former WWE star, one of the best pioneers of cruiserweight and lucha libre in America. Super crazy. He is super. He is crazy. He is super say, crazy. That is true. Some say he is super crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but nowadays he says that he is super lazy. <laughs> yes. Which is an incredible joke. Absolutely. Especially for him to make. Yes. <laughs> but just tell us, like, how was this experience like? How long in advance did you know this is what you were doing? What was working with the guy like? So I knew relatively, um, relatively far in advance... But that that uh, that was the plan. I knew the plans changed, sure. so I I didn't get my hopes up uh, super high, right? B- because I mean, you know me. Oh, t- two thousand to two thousand eight, I started watching in like oh three to oh six was like my right my like right. So I knew who super crazy was right. I was but like, even then he, mother- he wasn't really featured prominently in that time period. You're right, but like. The lawnmowers, I knew. Right, yeah. I knew. Makes the cools, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, like, so I knew who Super Crazy was, if only just moderately. Um, so I was like, oh, shit. Okay, right. hold on. This is a dude that's been on television several times before. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to, I don't know how to deal with this. Right. Um, and you had worked with him not long before Correct. this. Yeah. Um. Uh, so basically, on the ride to RCCW for this show, mm-hmm. you, Connor, and Berna were engaging in uh, some cans. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm going to tell this story. That's fine. I'm going to tell this part of yeah. the story because it's funny. Berna is a huge ECW guy. Yes. Hence being why he was on the only two ECW sh- episodes we've ever done. Right. Even when he didn't watch the fucking shows. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's a big ECW guy. So he's like... He's over the real, moon. Yeah, he's yeah. real stoked about working with Super Crazy. And we get there somehow, some way. 
super crazy, calls him out for being drunk. I don't know how he knew it. How... Like, you know, because... Right. Some people are just fucking weird. And Berna is weird. But, like, you know what I mean? Berna's weird enough that even if you've seen him drink, you may not know that he's drunk. He may just be operating at a high level of Berna. Yeah. Yeah. We we might be just getting full Berna. Yeah. But um, somehow or some way... He knew, and Berna was It was also worth noting, Berna wasn't, like, dangerous. Oh, no, no. He? Like, he, he was completely cognizant of everything that yeah, was going on. Yeah, yeah, him. Let's not, yeah, that's a good thing to clarify. Like, it wasn't, he wasn't like he was going to be unsafe in the ring or anything. Yeah, like, yeah, like correct. If, you know. Correct. Um, but either way. Sure. Berna was, like, immediately, like, fucking terrified. He's like, he knows I'm fucking drunk, he thinks I'm gonna fucking hurt him whatever right. the fucking deal was he drank I think four to five full bottles of water <laughs> just the purge just to, yeah. yeah which he ended up doing right but um so there was that that bit of information out of there um super crazy was super freaking nice and easy he like asked me if it was okay that he do, did some of this stuff. He was like, so I th- I'm thinking, like, for hot tag, I come in, you throw the line, I spin you, you hit right. hip toss, hip toss, drop kick, drop kick. Is that cool? I'm like, yeah. this is your stuff. Yeah, right, exactly. Of course, of course it's... It, the, yeah. the list of things that a guy could say at that point that are not cool is kind of short. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, but... Um, yeah, she was super nice. And he kept saying, I'm, I'm super easy, I, I, I take care, I take care. I'm like, dude, this guy is the coolest guy yeah. ever. Yeah. Um, he put me in the tarantula, which yep. was fucking awesome. That's cool. Um, I had very minimal interaction with him. I think everyone did, but... It was a six-man tag, so yeah. you're... It was a six-man tag. Yeah, it wasn't in, one-on-one. The individual uh, involvement is, st- like, just low numerically. Yeah, which was fine. It was yeah. fun. It was easy. He, um... I don't know exactly what happened, but I got hip-tossed into the middle of the ring, and as I was, like, getting up to take the leg drop, or, sorry, drop kick, Connor's heel hit me right in the top of the head. Yeah, (laughs) I don't know quite how Connor ended up being hip-tossed that close to me, but I had to just shake it off and take the drop kick, which uh, you warned me. Oh, yeah. That drop kick's there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it so much. But yeah, so it was super fun and easy. And also, interesting little thing, which which calmed down Berna's um, nerves mm. about him thinking that Super Crazy was mad at him for drinking. Right. Little did I know, before this match had happened, Super Crazy pulled Berna aside and was like, we're going to fucking change the finish, don't tell anybody. So oh, okay. The, cha- the finish cool was shit. going to be... Um, Moonsault? Stuff, stuff, stuff. He go. He hits the moonsault. Right. Boom. What it ended up... They changed it to stuff, stuff, stuff. He misses the moonsault. Which, when that happened, I was like... Huh? Yeah, I was right. like, what the... And then Berna gets up, and he's like, yeah, what about the super crazy? He hits the fucking not victory roll, victory roll thing. Right, right. And one, two, three. That was the finish. There you go. But I love the fact that they just... Without us... Without even talking to that's, us... That's good fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for me, because now we've talked about your first name guy experience, mm-hmm. I'll start with my first one. So and, a, and again, because it's subjective, it, the first name guy I really worked with was Ian Rotten. 
Okay, not who I thought you were going with, but okay. So, uh, I was in a tag team at this point with uh, my friend Koi, uh, who worked under the name Alex Castle, and we we weren't good. And, and <laughs> I'm not, I you know, I'm not going to okay. lie and say, oh, we were prodigies, we came out of camp, you know, whatever. We weren't good, but we wanted to be, and, like, we were, we were trying, man, and, like, we were... We would travel. We we did not have a vet, by the way. Like we didn't have. That some, is, yeah, that's we, one thing I, I do want to state on this show. I'm very very lucky to have a vet such as anyone, any vet sure. to follow, but Thank one you. as good as Christian Rhodes. Oh, <laughs> but like, so we were we would go to all these shows in in your, your central Illinois and southern Illinois and Indiana area, and travel by ourselves, learning as much as we could from the people we were working with who. With all due respect to them, a lot of them didn't know shit either. Mm-hmm. But we we were at least cognizant of like, okay, this was bad. Yeah, it, you know what I mean. Like we want this to be better. And uh, I've talked about it before in the show, but I had met Waylon Beck. Okay. And one of the only things I was ever really good at was like technique on like chain wrestling and holds and stuff, which at this time frame and for the the region in particular was like, oh my god, it, like, th- that was something you could take note of. Waylon took note of that and vouched for us for a company called GAW. Okay. And so basically, here was the idea. Because Waylon Beck was, like, up and coming, like, this is a guy. They're going to bring in Ian Rotten. Now, Ian's not known for being a great in-ring, you know, technician or anything, but he's solid and he has name value, especially at the time. This is, I'm thinking this is, like, 2006. Seven, eight, somewhere in there. Okay. So I'm only like barely in. I've barely had matches, you know, really at all. And uh, so the idea here to bring us into this new promotion and get me and Castle over immediately was okay, we're going to hype and build. We're doing Waylon Beck versus Ian Rotten. This is going to be like a hard hitting wrestling match. And the concept was we're going to let them go for like 10, maybe 12 minutes. They're starting to really build this thing. It seems like it's going to be this long, grueling, you know, fight type of wrestling match. Out we come. Shit on the whole thing. Beat up both of them. Fuck this place. Blah, blah, blah. Whatever. Ian grabs the mic as he is one to do. (laughs) We got us a tag match, playa. Okay. And that's what it ends up being. All right, fun. So, disaster number one. We're both nervous about working for Ian because even though I think at this point Mid-South was like in one of its lapses where it had shut down and hadn't been brought back yet, we know this is the Mid-South guy. Yeah, yeah. We're, and so me and, and Coy go into this and we're thinking like, if we just do okay, maybe he'll ask us to be on Mid-South when he starts running again. That was our only intention. Mm-hmm. I remember we got there, said hi to everybody, we're cool, you know, we know pretty much most of the people there on the show. They had a for this place, decent drawers, you know, 60 people, I think, if that. You know, maybe mm. I'm aiming high. So, we planned this tag match out. And we're nervous, because we're like, more so not just for the match. We're like, in the future, we will be in Mid-South. You know, whatever. This was a thing. So, uh, one, we accidentally rushed too soon to do the run-in thing, to turn the singles into a tag. Mm-hmm. They had wrestled for about three minutes, and I guess they wanted to go, like, ten. Did they not give you, like, a cue? I 
honestly, I, I'm sure they did, and I'm positive that we fucked it up. I just don't remember. Mm-hmm. Like, this was a long time ago. I, I'm straight up, I just don't remember how, but whatever. But I only remember at one point, when we do the run-in, I'm stomping on Ian, and he just goes, You came too soon. And I was like, not the first time I've heard that. Oh! Uh, God damn it. Folks. Uh, but anyways, so we, we start the tag. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is such a bizarre, weird story. I don't think I've told you this one. But uh, this is a beautiful way of teaching that I wish, oh. I wish more people would actually like do now in, in wrestling. So the match starts, and the crowd that was there, they were angry because they were promised this match that had gotten started, and now we're not getting it. But now we're getting this tag. All right, you know, whatever. As long as the good guys win, who cares? I'm in the ring with Ian. He has not called anything to me. I don't know, you know, whatever. So I'm circling. I go in for the lockup, and he just punches me right in the fucking head. And I'm like, God damn. So, like, I was like, shit. And I mean, like, not like dangerously, but like, yeah. He, I sure as fuck felt it. Yeah, yeah. We circle. I go for the lockup the second time because, again, we have not communicated. Mm hmm. Socks me second time, right in the cheek. I'm just like fuck. So then I'm like almost scared. Cause I'm like, did I do? You know, have I done something wrong? What you know? Have I yeah. fucked up? But I, I'm getting up and I'm like, all right, I'm not doing this again. I'm not getting fuck this. Go like I'm going for the lockup. Immediately shoot in real quick. Grab the headlock. Mm-hmm. And he just goes, "Good job, kid." I was like, and in that split second, I was like. Holy shit. What a beautiful teaching tool. Yeah. How many times are you going to make yourself look stupid and I just keep hitting you in the fucking face? For me, fortunately, it was two. For people better than me, and there's so many of them, it would have been like, I don't know, one or none. They wouldn't have even allowed that opportunity to exist for somebody to just sock you like that. Mm-hmm. But at least I only fell for this trick twice, I guess. Look at me. Yeah. Um, I wonder how many times. I wonder how Imagine. Just, yeah, imagine the amount. Because some of the people that even you and I have seen come through training that bounced out, that couldn't get it. Imagine how many times they would just kept wandering back in and getting hit in the head. I'm going to do this, and And if you get hit, (laughs) it's it's your your own own fault. fault. (laughs) Like, hmm. Everything else I remember about that match was fine. I, I I know we did well enough that like Waylon vouched for us to get in some other places and wanted to work with us more, which really helped long term. Uh, excuse me, ended up helping us out big time, especially mm. me because it was like we got into this place. Well, then we meet this guy and we get into this place, you know, and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's another thing too. And it's like I think it's more so now than it was back then, but now it's more. It everything now is much more social media than it was like actual interaction with people because there was a time where it was like. Oh hey, this guy's really good. You know, I worked with him at so and so. You should bring him in here. Like the whole reason I have a, a spot at Anarchy is because I worked with Gary J at a little indie show in Southern Illinois, and we had a good match. Was it like the greatest ever? No, it wasn't. I remember very clearly. I was my knee was fucked going in. I had two uh, compression sleeves on one knee. Why were you still wrestling? Because <laughs> uh, I was young and dumb. Uh, but me and Gary had, like, a good match, and he vouched for me to get into what was then LWA, which then became St. Louis Anarchy. And I'm still there now. So, you know what I mean? But now, so much more shit is on social media, but, like, mm-hmm. the point here is you should always do the best job that you can with whoever that you're in the ring with, because that guy may have pulled to get you to some other place, 
that place may lead you to this place, and so on and so forth, and it's a domino mm-hmm. effect. Um, but uh, you, you, you've had uh, something pseudo-similar happen recently. You got thrown on a show out in uh, Nebraska. Yes. Because Strife saw you work. Mm-hmm. And were paid. Correct. Yeah. Blew me away. Um, that was that was a lot of fun. I took a, uh, I, I did a elbow drop off the middle rope. Absolute agony. <laughs> I don't know why it hurts so bad. I don't either. Um, so then, uh, at that point, I, I, in all due respect to the guys, if I, if I'm missing somebody here, I'm sorry. But the next name guy that I really remember working with was just a couple years later. Because then at that point, I'm just doing a shit ton of indie shows, right? Yep. And even if I'm working with, like, a local quote-unquote name guy, they weren't, you know, nationally known or, you yeah. know, whatever. It's not that, like... Like, I worked with a lot of guys that were good, but they weren't, you know, at that next level or whatever. So yeah. So I'm not trying... Like, if anybody is listening to this and they're like, oh, I wrestled that fucking asshole back then... Sorry, bro. I, you know, whatever. <laughs> but the next one that really sends out to me was uh, I, my first uh, real big name match was with Davey Richards. And That's so the one like, I thought you were going to start with. Right. No, I, I like to start with the Ian one because to me that was like, at that time, that was the one. And then, like, okay. Like, you know, whatever. that makes sense. So I ended up working with Davey. Uh, it was because somebody else canceled, didn't, you know, long story short, match wasn't going to happen. So it ends up being me. And. Uh, having just recently been on a show with Davey, just you know, a, a month or so ago, he's in a much different headspace, I think, now than he has been for the past few years. But like, Davey's a guy that like a lot of people have, you know, conflicting things to say about, and some people have like negative experiences with him. Mm-hmm. He was always cool to me. Uh, I've ended up having several matches with him, a couple of singles and tags, and me personally. I don't have a bad thing to say about the dude. Uh, that match, I was nervous as shit. I was scared out of my mind. Mm-hmm. Like, Davey is not a big... He's in unbelievable shape, even especially yeah. now. He's not a big dude, but he is just so intimidating. Mm-hmm. And at this point, I had been on... I think I'd been on a couple shows with him. And just overhearing the way that he would train and, and stuff like that, I was like... Holy fuck. Like, I can't fathom. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, that first match I had with him, great. Loved it. There was, like, two or three funny things in it, like, you know, in hindsight, looking back. But, um, yeah. And then afterwards, he was super polite and cool. I asked him, I was like, is there anything I need to work on? He's like, no, at this point, not really. That was a perfectly fine match. Nothing wrong with it. And I was like, holy shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now, yeah. In hindsight, I kind of wish he had critiqued it. You know, a little bit more harshly, mm-hmm. and and giving me some stuff to work on. But at in, in that moment, having You're on you know cloud that, nine, yeah, yeah, I was uh, he didn't hurt me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, not to say that he does, but yeah, like, yeah, if he wanted to, he absolutely could. Like that's Dave, Davey's a bad motherfucker, mm-hmm. and I mean that in a, the best possible way. If he wanted to 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 ruin me out there, he could have. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, good fucking fun, solid easy match. Um. Yeah, really good stuff, and it, and it helped my confidence big time too. And like, I learned stuff in that one, like uh, uh, similar to the Ian thing, where it's mm-hmm. like on the on the job learning, right? Mm-hmm. At one point, I remember with Davey, we drifted over to some corner of the ring. I don't remember what we're doing. We're doing who cares what? 
and he just kind of just out of nowhere just pops me or kicks me in the gut something grabs me and he's pulling me to a different corner and goes more people over here okay yeah and I was like oh shit you know what I mean like cause like at that point I'm not thinking that way that's something I could not pay attention to right now I'm thinking about a hundred different other things right now that's exactly where I was at yeah. I'm thinking like what is the next spot Oh, God, I hope my strikes are okay. I hope I'm not fucking up. I hope I don't hurt him. I really hope he doesn't hurt me. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever. And then just, no, over here, more people. And I was like, oh, wow. And that that was another, like, light off. You know what I mean? Like, or on, I should, what I should say. Light off? <laughs> I was asleep. Uh, <laughs> uh, is this where the uh, infamous block put me in it? <laughs> oh, yes, yes, yeah. yes. Uh, go-to spot of mine for a long time after has me by the back of the head, runs me towards the corner, and just goes, block, put me in it. I'm like, uh. So I don't let him run my head in the buckle. I throw him in the buckle. Big reaction from the crowd. We keep walking, talking, doing stuff. It was it, That one was real interesting because like, I learned how much it's... or how easy it is to communicate as things are happening. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're in the ring with somebody who has seen wrestling and understands, like even from like a fan's perspective they can understand what you're saying they may not be able to perform it correctly yeah <laughs> but they but they can at least understand what you're saying definitely um, so then at that point we're in a weird stretch for me with this because um the promotion where I worked with Davey is IWAU which I believe they're still running shows okay and uh Long story short, we ended up bringing in a lot of, like, indie guys. And so, chronologically, I can't tell you the ones in order, but I can say that, like, I did a six-man where I teamed with Jimmy Jacobs. I was barely involved in the match, so I didn't, you know, learn a whole lot. Uh, I wrestled Chuck Taylor, which Mm. is great. Super fun. Um, uh, Ricochet was on a couple of shows with us at this point. Uh Spinning twisty I, thing. I ended up wrestling uh, Ricochet at a, a promotion in Metropolis, Illinois. Mm-hmm. That was a really fun one because, like, we can sit here and talk about how athletic that guy is, and you'll never understand it. Like, you can watch his shit on TV, and you'll never understand it. Yeah. He weighs nothing. And I mean that in the sense of, like, everything he does is so crisp and light and just perfect. Uh, love the match with the Ricochet. It's on YouTube. I've seen it. Uh, it's good stuff. Really fun. Um, that was one where it was fun to just... Because he's not that much... There's not a big age difference, really, between me and him. I think he's by a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was just fun to sit around and talk wrestling. I was on a handful of shows with him, actually, for a while. Because he would like do runs in the Midwest and then go back to Japan. And back and forth. Yeah. Um, let me think. There was. Uh, did not work with him there. Didn't work with him there. Didn't work with him there. <laughs> uh, sorry, I'm trying to like make this some loose timeline or whatever. chronologically. Yeah. But uh, so in twenty at the end of. 2011, I start wrestling for Dreamwave, mm. and they book names every month. Yep. And so for the first year, I was just having matches with the Dreamwave roster, which is totally fine. There's nothing wrong with that at all. 
they did a really cool thing in it would have been September of or I'm sorry August August September September October November no they did it in sep- whatever they did this thing in, in 2012 <laughs> at some point in the fall where they announced the next three guests in a row mm. so it was um, Rikishi Billy Gunn and the last one was Matt Hardy and maybe it was maybe I'm getting the order mixed up but those were the three right Matt Hardy was the last one and Matt Hardy was the first match I ever asked for. I was, like, feeling super confident at the time. You know, I was over as fuck with that audience. And I had sure worked were. with name, like, indie guys at this point. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I want that match. And management was a little hesitant to do it. Ultimately, that ends up happening. So then I, I'm talking to, like, other guys that have worked with big-name guys, like WWE guys. And man, you hear some horror stories. Really? Well, yeah. Where? Oh, you know, I can totally see. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I told one way back on the show about Jim Neidhart coming in and doing <laughs> absolutely nothing in a tag yeah. match. But like you hear these horror stories about you know you're working with a name guy from the Fed. Oh, he doesn't want to do anything. He just wants to taunt, pose, say his catchphrases, grab a headlock, something, something, finish. Which. I'm not in a position to say no. We have to do more, but at the same time, that's not what I want, you know. Yeah. Like, and and not like in the stupid sense, but I was like, no, I don't think this is you know an opportunity for me. So Hardy shows up that day, and like I'd cut a promo hyping it, which he then cut one as a response to, which is super cool. Uh, he said my promo was good. Which I was like, holy shit, uh, that was yeah. neat. Um, so like he gets there that day, meet him, and just the best dude. Like I, I can't. Love it. I, so for me, I'm expecting like, you know, oh yeah, I don't I've, do any of that shit anymore. You know, I've been on WWE. Like, yeah, I've been to WrestleMania. Yeah. I put my body through hell in these TLC matches, which he has every right to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like every fucking right to to, to do. Um, no, totally cool with everything. And it's like, oh man, can we bump the ref? Can you hit me with a chair? Can we do this? Can we do that? And I was like, holy shit. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, that sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, whatever you want, whatever you want to do, we can do. <laughs> um, so, loved the match with him. Uh, learned a lot from him. Like that was that was great. It was like it was a thing too, where I was like, it was really cool to see somebody who's had that level of success still work that fucking hard on. Like, like we always view Dreamwave as a big indie show, which at the time and in the the, the region it was mm-hmm. still an independent. You, you know, yeah. like like with not. To disrespect or anything, but it's like, yeah, you know, the, like this guy's been to WrestleMania, <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? And then you're in the Knights of Columbus and LaSalle, bro. <laughs> like, um, what was it like being on the receiving end of the best right hand in the history of professional wrestling? First one really got me, <laughs> and then after that, nothing. It was great, absolutely great. I remember the first one, I was genuinely afraid when I saw him like rear back for us, like. Oh, God, because I thought he... You know what I mean? I was like, he looks like he's going to fucking hit me. And I felt it. It wasn't bad. It wasn't like Ian hit me or anything. Yeah. All right. And after that, not a damn thing. Sweet. Uh, So then the end of that show, uh, that show concluded with them announcing me versus John Morrison. Okay. For a few months later, which I was like, this is a lot. Yeah. Um, So I think think at that point I only had like a couple months and then it was me and Morrison mm-hmm. so excuse me for a second 
I was going to say something, but then I was like, should I take a drink at the same time and just make the audience suffer? Just hear us gulping. Um, <laughs> so, Morrison. Um, <laughs> thank you. Uh, Morrison is one of the coolest people. And just the nicest fucking dude. And uh, I remember very clearly, like we had met the month prior, he came in did a run-in, which is... A crazy thing for Dreamwave to do, but it was super cool. Yeah. Um, he gets there, and we're just talking stuff out, and I go, hey, man, I gotta tell you, like, I'm really excited for this, and I have, like, 400 ideas. <laughs> and he goes, let's do all of them. <laughs> Sweet. So, like, he... Like, the cool... The fun thing was, he really liked my ideas for, like, spots and stuff in the match, and, like, he tweaked a couple of them, you know, whatever. Um, smooth in the ring. Just, just effortlessly. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the guys that I've had like conversations with in in matches, and at that time I wasn't like I wasn't comfortable or confident enough to do that. I was just like, "Where are we going? Where, you know, what's next?" And he was like, literally just chilling, middle of the match, just talking to me. I I, I can clearly remember uh, I'm get, I'm hitting the uh, Falcon Arrow on him. Mm -hmm. We're mid mid move in in the air, and he just goes, "Nice." I'm like, "We haven't even hit." You you know what I mean? Like you don't even know. Wait, but what? He, he has such he has such good body control. It was almost like he could tell he was going to come down flat and like safe and everything. It was absolutely incredible. Uh, nice. nice. I love that. I love that. Next time we wrestle, you're yeah. hitting me with a falcon arrow, and I'm going to say nice right there. Nice. And I'm going right. to say nice. Uh, so then at this point. I kind of start getting the weird buzz of, oh, Rose is the name name guy. He works with the name guys. Mm. So I end up working with a uh, good smattering of people. Uh, I worked with Rhino, which is an insane story. Um, I worked with what, Rhino. What did you do in that match? <laughs> <laughs> you can tell that story. I don't think you've told that on here. I don't think so either. Have I? I don't think you have. If you have, All right. fuck it. Tell okay, it again. Yeah, it's a great we, we story. Got time. So the match with me and Rhino at this point, I'm doing the undefeated thing, you know, whatever. And mm -hmm. it's a fair show in uh, the big city of Mendota. Love so it. So me and the guys at this point, like me and my carload, we live like 260 miles away from Dreamwave. Oh God. Yeah. Okay. So we'd leave, and I want to get up here early because I'm like, this is the coolest place of all fucking time. <laughs> You know, uh, so this time we actually left early, even by my standards. So when we get to the fairgrounds, the ring's set up on the track in front of the, the grandstands, and we've got, like, two RVs parked that's the locker room. So I, I was love like, it. this is fantastic. Like, we're getting spoiled. I, I thought we'd change in the dirt, like fucking pig people. And uh, <laughs> Pig with uh, Nicolas Cage? Yes, great movie. Uh, <laughs> so... <laughs> I am susceptible to peer pressure, and I have an addictive personality. So we show up, and it's early. I'm talking like, I think we got there at like 1 or 2 in the afternoon. I'm really scared with where you're going here. And boss man is there, and he's got a golf cart and a cooler full of beer. Love it. And I'm like, I got to. <laughs> got so to. we get pretty, pretty into the bag. And, uh... I was like, okay, show's gonna start. I gotta, I gotta stop. I'm gonna sober up. Shake this off, right? Yeah. So, Jay has been talking about how he goes, yeah, man. I think it'd be cool if uh, Rhino hits the gore and you kick out. And I'm like, what? 
And this is like, we're in the golf cart, we're terrorizing this fairground. We're, we're drunk, we're yelling, you know, whatever. I love it. And Did like, we get full Tom? Not, no, not, we, we were, if, if the show hadn't occurred, we would have gotten there. But okay. I was, I was smart enough to be like, oh God, I'm, we're approaching full Tom, no. Okay. Fair enough. Anyways, he's, he's like, talking to me about it, and it's like, what? I don't, I don't really want to do that, and I, I haven't met Rhino, and that's a scary looking dude. <laughs> I don't, you know what I mean? Like, what am I? Hey, yeah. nice to meet you. I'm kicking out of your finish tonight. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> so, we're in one of the RVs. Rhino arrives. He goes in like one of the back rooms because RVs are like these are actually pretty nice. You know, okay, an actual mobile home. So I get this morning. I was like, okay, I have my way out of this. So Rhino comes out of the bed, back bedroom. We're all hanging out in the living room, and I just go, oh hey, so. Because at this point we'd already met, like explained or exchanged pe- uh, pleasantries. Is what I'm trying to say, yeah. Uh, you know, whatever. I was like, yeah, we'll talk match later. You know, we got time. You know, he's like, yeah, absolutely. So he's coming out and he's got his uh, singlet on, but not up, and he's taping his wrists, right? Because mm-hmm. we're I don't know a half hour from the show starting and shit. And I go, oh hey Rhino, Jay has this really cool idea for something he wants us to do in the match tonight. Tell him, Jay. <laughs> and he just looks at me like, oh god. And so Rhino's, like, taping his wrists up, and he's like, go ahead, what is it? And Jay's like, well, uh, so you see, um, so, like, this guy's, uh, like, you know, we're, we're pushing him real hard, and, and he's undefeated. He hasn't lost. Like, nobody's beat him, you know, and he's, he's matched with Hardy and, and, and Morrison. Like, nobody's beat him, nobody's beat him. Uh, so, I, you know, if you're cool with it, maybe you're not. I, I maybe if uh, you hit the gore and he kicks out because then people think he's going to actually lose and he doesn't and Rhino just stops taping his wrists and just looks up at him like like just a, a vacant stare and just goes you want him to kick out of my finish? <laughs> Nobody kicks out of my finish, bro. And Jay's like, okay, like it was just an idea, you know, it's like not a big deal and he just goes, no, nah, I'm just kidding, I don't care. Yeah, kick out of it all day. Fuck, I'll hit it twice <laughs> if you want. <laughs> just absolutely... <laughs> I'm dying laughing at that point. Jay looked like he was pulling piss back into his dick out of his pants. <laughs> like, just great, great fucking rib. What a fucking amazingly funny moment. Uh, working with Rhino was great. Laughed in that high of a uh, pitch before. The the thing with that specific match that was also a great learning experience. We put together a little bit of a match, right? And we had stuff that was just going to be made up. Mm-hmm. Well, then it rains. Mm-hmm. So the show gets delayed. Mm-hmm. So we end up, uh, we're about to go out there, and he goes, "Hey, if the ring is too wet, because keep in mind, like this guy's done whatever it is to do, he's done it right, and his goal is to not get hurt and to stay healthy, which is a yeah. thing that we should all aspire to. For so sure, yeah. He goes, "Hey, if I'm not feeling that ring because of the water, we're not doing most of the stuff we talked about." Okay. We get in the ring, and it's still soaked. So it's not like a, a slip and slide, but it's a little slick. Mm-hmm. And he looks over at me and just gives me the quickest nod. Almost like a fucking cold chill. Yeah. He's like, okay. Or not nod, head shake. Uh, like a yeah. cold chill. Yeah. I was like, okay. Kick in the gut. Hey, going outside. And we didn't do hardly anything in the ring except for the finish. Like, I, I know he hit the gore and I kicked out, and then whatever was the finish was the finish. And that was about it. This was also the incident where I got thrown off of a, a mountain. Uh, oh, yeah, so we I brought up. There's a motorcycle uh, dirt bike ramp 
behind the ring because the ring is on the track and the uh, motocross track was on the infield. So we brawl up it and we're at the very top and the fans are all below us. Like this is actually really cool because now it's raining again. And the fans that were there that didn't leave are like below in the mud and the rain. They're like, yeah, this is awesome. ECW, ECW, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And we get all the way to the top of this. And he's just telling me shit on the way. Like, just like, come on, let's go. You know, whatever. And we get all the way up there. And I'm like, well, somebody kind of has to get thrown off of this or we just walk back down. Yeah. That's boring. So, like, I, I hit him in the gut or something. I grab him and I go, hey, do you want to go off of this? He just goes, no. <laughs> Do you want to go off of it? And I'm like, yeah, sure, I guess. So I'm thinking like good old Royal Rumble, right? I, you've got the yep. back of my head, you've got the back of my gear, and you just shove yep. me, and I'll just somersault my sorry ass down this hill of dirt. Mm-hmm. And he just goes, military press, you'll be fine. Fall down on your face. You're going to be okay. And I'm like, <laughs> what? Goozles me, grabs me by the thigh, Military presses me. Lightning strikes behind Rhino as he's holding me over his head, just screaming like a fucking... Are you kidding me? No. Oh this happened. My God. This happened. This sounds incredible. Just, oh, lightning behind him. I'm like in the air like, I don't know what's going on. Drops me. I'm just, oh, God, don't, don't, don't. Like, hot rod. Yeah, or whatever. Just, oh, oh, God, dude. See, that's, all a, the that's, way down. that's a comedy right there. Yeah, that's a great comedy. That, that's an hilarious movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, down the hill... Uh, White gear, by the way. Mm. Got it clean. It was all good. No mm-hmm. biggie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, it might have been Coin Jones. I'm not positive. But anyway, whoever the ref was comes over and, like, it's still raining. Fans are going apeshit. He's like, bro, you know, on top of the hill. So I'm laying there in the dirt like, oh, God, I just rolled down a hill. Ref comes over to me and just goes, are you okay? And I go, yeah, yeah, I think I'm fine. He just goes, okay, man, well, you got to get up. He's coming down that hill. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> So we finished the match, which was, uh, you know, super fun, just a wild thing, you know, it was great. Uh, so then at this point, I, I'm getting this uh, buzz for, oh, Rose can work with names. Because mm-hmm. I haven't had a bad match with these guys at this point. Like, to me, it the, the pressure at this point is, like, and this is for other people, if you're put in a position with, you know, a name guy to work with, and you don't kill it, and you don't deliver, maybe... Kill it is too harsh. Yeah. If you don't deliver, a lot of promoters aren't going to take that chance on you again. Mm-hmm. Like, like it, it's finding a promoter that will take a chance on you and and put their money on the table to put a put a guy in a position with somebody where it's like th- this guy charges a lot of money. There's a flight involved. There's a hotel involved. You know, whatever. Hey, you don't shit the bed. Yeah, yeah. There is pressure involved in that, and that I'm not saying that on my end. I'm saying that across the board. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, if you're listening to this right now and you're a wrestler and you get put in that position, one, good for you, because you've obviously done something right. Yeah. Or the guy just drew names out of a hat. <laughs> but <coughs> you just got to do the best that you can to, like, keep getting those opportunities. Mm-hmm. Because these guys will all teach you something. Even if it's what not to do. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, Like, uh... <sighs> Let's see. So then going forward from there. Um, so the Matt Hardy match and the Rhino match and the Morrison match really kind of just made a thing. where It's like, oh, Rose works with name guys. Mm-hmm. So then Anarchy's putting me in the ring with guys like Kyle O'Reilly, which they're not 
Kyle's a huge star, especially now, but at that time, yeah. he's not, you know, on the level of a Morrison or Matt Hardy, you know, whatever. Yeah. I'm working with guys like Kyle O'Reilly. I'm working with Davey again. Uh, you know, it's just stuff like that. And at that point, then it becomes easier. You know, like, it was cool to be, like, on a first-name basis with Kyle O'Reilly. It was cool to be on a first-name basis with Davey Richards. You know, um, Dreamwave ends up putting me in matches with guys like uh, Johnny Gargano. Uh, I worked with him. I did a singles match with him, which I really, really liked. And a tag match later on. Anarchy put me in the ring with Tommaso Ciampa, which I talk about on the Dollar Menu Mid-Carters podcast, which is available on Patreon, so I'm not going to throw that away here for free. Um, There you go. There you go. Um, I, I worked with Vader. Yeah. Which is... Weird. I've heard this story a couple times. Boy, it doesn't get normal. No, it doesn't. It, it doesn't. That was one where it was like, this is what we're doing? It was a six-man tag. Okay. But yeah. regardless... <coughs> excuse me. Bless you. Regardless of that, I wrestled Vader. Mm-hmm. Did I learn from it? Nope. <laughs> I learned that he was a weird weird man, and mm-hmm. the, the Vader bomb crushed the absolute shit out of me. Fair enough. But, strange dude. Yeah. Just a strange, strange dude. Um, fun, match was fun. Yeah. Match was good, it was super over. Uh, did not learn a goddamn thing from him. Um, mm-hmm. I worked a Monsters Ball match with Abyss. I was present for all of these, but that one's one that sticks out in my mind. Loved it. That mm-hmm. was one where, so like, deathmatch wrestling, hardcore match. That's that's not really my thing, mm-hmm. especially then. Um, <coughs> working with Abyss, and it was a monster's ball thing. I remember, uh, fortunately, thanks to uh, Dreamwave's crew and budget, we had plunder. Okay. And I met Abyss. Abyss is arguably the nicest person that's ever walked the earth. <laughs> okay. Uh, just a great dude. Um, very smart. And, again, like, the learning aspect of it. Um, so, he's a he's a big guy. Oh, dude. Massive individual. And so we're putting the match together, and he's super easy to work with on everything. And I told him, like, I wanted to take the tax, and he was like, are you sure? And I was like, bro, no disrespect, but, like, they've seen you take the tax... A thousand times, and you wear a top. I ain't never done it, and I'm going shirtless. It'll get a much bigger reaction if I'm the guy. He's like, oh, okay, cool, that's fair. And he gave me tips on how to do it, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Just always appreciated. But uh, one of the things I learned from working with him was uh, at one point, uh, occasionally I'll throw a Saito suplex. Okay. And I, I like to throw it on guys that are bigger than me because I can actually get my hips low and get underneath of them. And it looks believable, and mm-hmm. it's 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 pleasing visually. Yeah, you know whatever. And at one point, I pitched that to him. He's like, "Yeah, no, I, I'm not really feeling that." And I was like, "Okay, you know, like, sure." And he's like, "Yeah, you know, like my back is fucked, and this, that, and the other, you know, blah blah." blah. Like, All right, cool, no problem. So then, after the match, we're talking. And I was like, "Did I do anything wrong or anything?" And he was like, "Dude, no, thank you so much. You took such good care of me." You know, I was a little nervous about, like, uh, some of the kicks or whatever. Light as a feather, right on point. All that was fucking fine. If we ever work again, I'll let you throw that suplex. And I was like, oh, 
Okay, and then yeah. that that made so much sense to me that like if you're meeting somebody and you don't know who they are, and they pitch something, you can say no because you don't know if that guy's any good or not. Yeah. If, if I'd gone out there and just fucking tagged him multiple times, obviously he would have ruined me. Yeah, but, yeah. You know what I mean? Then he can easily say, one, I'm not working with that guy mm-hmm. ever again. And two, even if I do, he ain't picking me up. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me again. Um. So, like, that was really cool. Like, I, I enjoyed, like, all these, like, just little bitty things where it's like, oh, this guy taught me this, and this guy taught me this, and this guy taught me this. Um. And then... I might be getting my timeline mixed up here because I feel like I've skipped a real big one. AJ. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I did. I did skip a big one. I skipped AJ. Holy shit. How the fuck? I don't know. How did did that come about? I know the stories, but I'm just... I don't know. For the people. Um, Yeah. So at this point, I am a Dreamwave champion. Mm -hmm. Still haven't fucking lost, and... They would take January off. So, like, December would be the last show. We're off for January. Come back in February. So I wake up one day to a text message that says, So we got to come back big. I'm like, okay. Well, here's the uh, list of possible irons in the fire for a match with you in February. Okay. Uh, Devon Dudley was on the list. I was like, okay. Uh, MVP mm. was on the list. I was like, cool shit. Had done, at that point, he had done nothing in the States. This would have been, like, right before he went to TNA. So okay. I think he was just doing some stuff in New Japan. That was it. Um, Mustafa Ali, which I was like, absolutely. I already had a couple matches with him. Loved the guy. He was taking... I think he was taking a hiatus at that point. He may have been injured or something. I'm not... Or maybe it was real-life job shit. I can't remember. But he'd been gone for a bit. Mm-hmm. So I was like, great. And he goes... Uh, oh, and I also uh, contacted AJ Styles. <laughs> so I'm reading this, and I was like, hey, man, any of these sound fantastic, but pretty positive AJ Styles is like TNA world champion right now. Yeah, uh, evidently this whole thing they're doing about his contract being up on TV is like legit. I'm like, huh. Oh, whatever. So I'm thinking, oh, it'll end up being Ali. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, realistically speaking, I was like, ah, you know, don't get me wrong, I would love to work with Devon, love to work with MVP. Yeah. You know, obviously, but I'm thinking like, oh, there's money involved, there's schedule, there's Yep. Will this person go under to this schmuck? You know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a little bit of time goes by. Yo, confirmed, you and AJ. What? And at that time, I wasn't following TNA. Yeah. Well, then I see that, like, see it online. AJ Styles has dropped the TNA title or whatever, like, a few days prior to this. Officially free agent. Not re-signing. I'm like, this can't be real. There's no fucking way. Mm-hmm. It's fucking real. It's like, holy God. So, uh, yeah. So there's that. And I think that was one of the first five or ten matches, that I think first five, that he had after leaving TNA, like, officially. Because I think he did the Tokyo Dome on the 4th of January, and mm-hmm. then our show was at the, I think it was the start of February. Um, so that was obviously, like, nerve-wracking. Because... Yeah. Holy shit! You know what I mean? It's it's, it's AJ Styles, um, super chill dude. Uh, absolutely beat the shit out of me. <laughs> not not in a dangerous way or anything, but like during the match, I remember asking, "Did I do something wrong?" <laughs> and then afterwards, I was like, "Did I do something wrong?" He's like, "No, why?" And I was like, 
bro, you were rocking me on goddamn near everything. He's like, I'm, I can try to do the accent, but he's just like, I don't know, man, that's just how I am because I'm small. And I'm like, mm. you don't got to do that. <laughs> You're AJ Styles. Like, you, don't, you don't need to do that. Uh, Cage was in the gorilla position watching and just laughing so hard every time he was just battering my brain box in. <laughs> um, it was all safe stuff. Yeah. I wasn't, like, injured or anything. But I was just like, Jesus, God. Uh, that was another guy, too, where he was, like, really smart about things. Taught me some, some fun, small shit. Uh, down to work hard, if you can imagine. Yeah. You know, like, like, just cool, cool shit. Love it. Um, let's see. I did a promo with Raven. Oh, okay, yeah. real cool. And then he refereed a match of mine, which was also really cool. Raven is exactly what you expect. Okay. There's that. Weird yep. as shit. Smart as hell. Yep. Um, and I know I'm leaving some guys out. I wrestled Trent. Okay, uh, yeah. God damn it. I'm, I'm now struggling to remember things. Uh, I was in a battle, or a rumble with the Bucks and with Brian Cage. Oh, okay. Uh, I've wrestled Eric Cannon numerous times, Darren Corbin numerous times, uh, yeah, so, like, I guess the the main thing that I want to, like, try to drive home here is that, like, wrestling a name guy is really cool. I'm very fortunate that I've not had a bad experience with them. I've, I've seen other people have that. Like, I've watched it happen, and it's deflating. Mm-hmm. I'm very lucky that that wasn't for me. But if you're listening to this and you're a wrestler and you get an opportunity to work with somebody who's, you know, had more success than you or whatever, um, just try to learn something from it. Like, mm-hmm. if, you, if you get one thing to put in your back pocket, take that one thing and then utilize it later on. Like, I was always taught to, like, work to a two count because the idea is the concept, you're still fresh, you're not hurt, you're not worn down, you're not tired, whatever. So you can kick out at one. AJ said kick out at one early on because the crowd loves to count along and do two and he goes well, they don't get to do that until we tell them to I love that I do too that, love that. like because he's not wrong and that's a completely it's just a different way to look at it mm-hmm. rather than the kayfabe logical sense you're looking at it from the we're interacting with the audience sense we're trying to get them to respond we're trying to get them react you know mm-hmm. we're trying to get them to engage uh yeah, man. Just I ref a match cool. that had Dan Severn in it. Mm-hmm. That's about the only other experience I have. I talked to him about flooring because got to. Well, you'll get more experience working with names since you know they're firing everybody from WWE now. You're right. Uh, I one if I if I if I if any place books are me you okay? in any match. Even if it's a multi-man, six-man, doesn't fucking matter. If I'm in a ring with Buddy Murphy, I will shit 40 bricks and make a fireplace. 40 bricks! <laughs> but anyway, so... You heard it here first, folks. Um, that's really all I got. I know this is a shorter one, but... Uh, it's an it. interesting one. Yeah. I like talking about this sort of thing. Because we talk about wrestling, we talk shit about wrestling, we praise some wrestling, mm-hmm. and it's nice to know that at least one of these people in this podcast has the credentials to do so. <laughs> yes. Uh, 
I'm very tired now, and I have so much shit to do in the morning before I even hit the road. So let's wrap this up. Yep. Uh, follow us. Follow places that book us. That's all. Oh, okay. Oh, what do you got? <laughs> Sorry. No, that was just way more short and concise than I thought uh, it was going to be. Watch the film Pig, starring Nicolas Cage. God uh, damn it. Get him out of here. <laughs> uh, yeah. This Where has been at? fun. The episode that we just recorded is going to be uploaded as soon as I get home today. Oh, sweet. I can Tonight? listen to it tomorrow on the road. Correct. Yes. And I'm going to go to bed. That bed immediately, sounds exquisite right now. Immediately after. Like... I have to get up early tomorrow, but I'm getting a chiropractor adjustment done at 8.45 a.m. Oy. I would like to be, like, up and moving before I go there, because otherwise it's, it, it will it will only be worse. Yeah. Guys, my hips. Jesus, I'm God. gonna. I'm going to... They don't lie. They just go, I'm in agony! I'm going to sleep till approximately 4 in the afternoon. That's a God, lie. that sounds incredible, though. That's a lie. I'm not 4 in the afternoon, but... What if I canceled on Anarchy tomorrow? I've already had like ten cancellations. I could just be like Jackson. I got better shit to do. I'm not getting out of my bed. <laughs> <laughs> that would be incredible. It would be great. Yeah, I'm not going to do it. I don't what? even want to be around anymore. You not want to be around because you have all this stuff on you. I don't know. All right, that's it. Let's scrap it. We don't have to do it. Then what's the show? God damn it. Oh no. What are we here to do?